was during the call during the week yesterday. Yeah, we didn't have them cook this time. I think they should have been back. I thought so. You never know. Did you say push that door open for me? Yeah, you can close, close the other one, but open that one. You want both, both doors open, right? You can leave them both open, but I just, that one there makes me see who's coming in the door. All right, we will get started this morning. Glad to be in God's house. We got several outs, so be praying for those uh, this morning. I'm lifting them up in prayer. Um, that they're safe and make it back safely. Uh, also, uh, some we're not real sure, so hopefully they're not sick or had any other issues, so pray for them. And then all those on our prayer request list. So stand with us this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Gary, will you open us today? Any birthdays, anniversaries, uh, grab you grab you a red book I'm, for this morning. They're all out of the red book, but it goes along with the message. Uh, page 321, 321.
too. Uh, you got to remember to change that from not the word but. You know, it's kind of one of those deals. I wanted strawberry ice cream, but I got peach instead. <laughs> you know what? Uh, when my sins were taken away and everything was blotted out, I didn't just say, well, you know, they're gone, but I'm glad. No, I am glad. So oh say, and I'm glad. I'm glad Jesus did what I couldn't do.
page 34. Thank God I'm free. I'm so glad the old camp was settled long ago. Now, I will have to apologize due to technical difficulties. We do not have a bulletin printed. We have it, but we can't get it printed. Remember our graduates that are coming up. Lord, we just pray this morning that you'll bless the offering that we use for our journey. Help us, dear God, in this urgent prayer to draw all to close with thee, casting all our cares upon us. And we give you glory and praise in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen.
So glad this morning that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for me and for you too. If you'll accept Him and follow Him and love Him and honor Him, glorify Him, He will do the same for you. Brother Danny, come here real quick. Yeah, that's you. That's you. You want to copy of the scriptures I'm using let me know we'll run off a copy one for you one for Brother Jerry one for we'll run off a copy for you so you'll have them these are not notes they're scriptures um, I'm not one of those guys who can write down what he's going to say because I won't say what I am wrote down I can guarantee you but I try to remember this morning, if you got your Bibles though, we're going to start in the book of Psalms, the 32nd chapter. And then we're going to jump over to the book of Romans, the 4th chapter. And then we're going to come back into Psalms. But uh, if you would this morning stand, we'll read these two verses of Scripture and then we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Psalms chapter 32, verse 1. Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sins or sin is covered. And then Romans 4, verse 7, saying, Blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Father, this morning I'm thankful for your love and mercy. Thank you, dear God, for being able to be in your house, Lord, for each one that is here today. And Lord, I ask you to help us this morning to do that which you'd have us to do, to be that which you'd have us to be, to say nothing more, nothing less than you would have said. 
And Lord, I pray this morning, just use me, Father, to your glory and to your praise. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. The thought and the title this morning, I, I couldn't figure out what to do the other evening. I thought about calling this, What Sins? Then I thought about, Find Them. But I come up with, My Sins Are Gone. And that's why we sung all those songs this morning. You ask me while I'm happy, I'll just tell you why. Because my sins are gone. I'm glad this morning that God forgave me of my sins. And the Bible says back over in the 32nd chapter of the book of Psalms, in the first verse, Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sins is covered. Blessed is the man in whom the Lord inputteth no iniquity, in whose spirit there is no gold. You think about this this morning. You want to be blessed of God, you've got to get rid of your sins. And praise be to God, God is the sin forgiver. He's the sin forgetter. He's the sin washer awayer. He's the sin put awayer. Uh, when God puts something away, He does it better than anybody else can. I've talked many times about the fact that Lynette and I uh, seem to sometimes have a safe spot where we put something to keep it safe and we can't find it after that. It's so safe we don't even know where it is. And uh, then, you know, after a while you forget that you even hid something in the safe spot and you don't know what it is and you might run across it one of these days. But God doesn't put our sins in a safe spot. God puts our sins away, never to be brought up against us anymore. I'm glad to say this morning I thought about the message that we preached some time back uh, about that God does not look through the blood. I'm glad that He doesn't look through the blood, but I'm glad this morning that God uh, washes away my sins. And I said many times, I wish that I could forget my sins uh, just as God uh, has forgiven my sins. Uh, but the old devil, he likes to bring them up. But can I tell you this morning, I was praying about this message and I thought, Lord, to myself, I was praying and I said, Lord, forgive me of my sins, but forgive me, Father, of my secret sins, the ones that I'm not even thinking about any longer. Lord, if they're not been covered up, I'll cover them up. Uh, and Father, I don't want to remember them. I don't want them brought back. And Father, I even said, Father, just make sure the devil don't bring up these things. Can I tell you, the Bible tells us that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He will accuse us before God. He will accuse us before one another. He'll bring up our past because he he doesn't want it to be gone. If we, can, if we have to hold on to our past, church, we'll never feel free. We'll never feel like we're gaining any ground. We'll never feel like we've been forgiven. Why? Because our past will haunt us and kill us. But I'm glad to say this morning my Bible says, Blessed is the man whose sins is forgiven. And I've been forgiven this morning. So I know I'm blessed. Blessed is the man whose sin transgression is forgiven, whose sins is covered, covered by the blood of Jesus. And then again, chapter 4 of the book of Romans, if you want to go over there, we'll pick up just a couple other scriptures there, uh, verses with it, but look at that very carefully there. Romans chapter 4. What saith, verse 3, for what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted in him for righteousness. John chapter 14 says, If you believe in God, believe also in me. Think about it, Jesus saying, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Can I tell you this morning, I'm glad that I've got a place to go when this life is over with here. But he says, God... Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh the uh, reward, excuse me, I'm in the wrong chapter, but no, I'm not. Okay. Now to him that worketh the reward, not reckoned of grace, of, uh, of debt, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness. I believe that Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross. I believe that his shed blood is what I needed there. And I believe that Jesus is the justifier of the ungodly. Why? Because through him we have redemption. We have remission of our sins. We have forgiveness of our sins. Our sins are covered there. But then he goes on. 
And he says this going a little further there. Uh, his faith is counted as righteousness, even as David also described the blessings, uh, blessedness of man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not immute or input sin. I'm glad to say this morning that Jesus Christ done away with my sins and therefore when I stand before God having my sins covered by the blood, I'll not have to worry about it. Hey, can I tell you, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. The Bible says, let's not take anything from that, uh, but for the born again believer in Christ Jesus, uh, when you stand before God, you won't have to cower down, not because you're anything great, uh, because his, uh, his sacrifice was sufficient his blood is ever persistent and there's no way that this morning I say it again that God's going to start digging back and looking through the blood he's not bringing up the sins that are forgiven why because he done away with them you say brother Ernie where did he do with my sins? Let me just say this. I heard this the other day uh, in, a, in a message and, and it stuck with me so I had to go and look in the Bible there because we always talk about how that God removes our sin, our transgressions from us as far as the east is from the west. But can I tell you, this preacher talked about this and he said there's four places God uh, puts sin and I thought four places? I've never read that in the Bible. I'll have to find it for myself. And so I listened on there and he talked about four places and when I went to look at them, I thought about this uh, a message here because listen to me, there are four places that God takes care of sin. Can you imagine this, that God would mention four different places there? Why, Brother Ernie? Because the number four stands for gospel. It's the gospel truth that God can take care of your sins and my sins and he did it perfectly on Calvary's cross. Psalms chapter 103 as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. When we were singing that song, as far as darkness is from dawn. And I thought, now wait a second. In my mind, I'm singing this, but I'm thinking, wait a second. Darkness is from dawn varies there. Some days it's 12 hours. Some days it's 9 hours. Some days it's 7 hours. It could be there. In Alaska, the, this seems like it stays dark 6 months and then it gets light for 6 months. And I thought, wait a second, that's a timeable span. But then I begin to think about this. Darkness never, never catches up and sticks with light. Now think about that one for just a second. You say, Brother Ernie, why are you talking about from the east, from the west? There's no way that light catches darkness and darkness becomes light or light becomes darkness. If one is persistent, the other doesn't come. So the east from the west. If you go east, you'll never catch up with the west. If you go west, you will never catch up with the east. You will find that there is a North Pole and there is a South Pole, but there is no East Pole and there is no West Pole because you can continue to go to one direction of the East and never, ever catch up with the West. You might get to the West Coast, but you're not getting to the West. You can go to the West and you'll never, never catch up with the East Pole. There's not one. Why? Because you will continue to go this way or you'll continue to go this way, so you're always going the same way. There's never going to be a change. But if you go high and begin to come low, you change the direction of your flow. So my Bible is wonderful in telling me as far as the east is from the west. Hey, when it goes underneath the blood, it doesn't come back. It don't come back. It's not a boomerang. I'm glad to say this morning that my sins is not a boomerang. You say, well, Brother Ernie, do you ever do the same sin? Yeah, I committed the same sin multiple times there. I've had to go back to God. And every time I go back, I'm ashamed. And I ask God, help me not do this again. You know, there's a lot of folks who say, Lord, I'm sorry, but I'm going to repeat myself tomorrow. That ain't, that ain't asking God to forgive you of your sins. Can, can I be honest with you this morning? I mean, just think about it for a second. If you're going to commit the sin today and do it again tomorrow, why in the world are you telling God you're truly sorry for it? You're not sorry for it. If you're repeating it, church, it's part of you. Can I tell you something else? God can take care of that sin. He don't, he don't have, you don't have to have it. I, I was thinking, you know, I heard the saying, you've heard me say this before, I'll say it again. They say once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. I say depends on who cures you. 
I'm telling you this morning, I don't drink no more. Not because I was any great thing, but because when God delivered me from it, He delivered me from it. Church, I'm telling you, we don't have to go back as far as the east is from the west. Then you jump over to the book of Isaiah, the 38th chapter. Think about this one for just a moment. I, I, we're talking about where does God take our sins? Where does God put them? Isaiah chapter 38. I, I just, I'm telling you something, church. Now, I want you to think about this for just a second. Hezekiah is not a good guy, but he prays. He gets things going there. He, he kind of what we might call straighten up there, get things right there. He goes to God. He asks for God for things, and God does these. Now, now look at this very, very carefully. Verse 15. What shall I say? He hath done both spoken unto me, and myself hath done it. I shall go softly all my years in bitterness of my soul. O Lord, by these things man live, and in all these things is the life of my spirit. So wilt thou recover me? Wilt thou make me to live? Behold, for peace. I have great bitterness, but thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption. And for, excuse me, for thou hast cast all my sins. Where, be, where is that now? Behind thy back. Now I want you to think about this. You say, well, Brother Ernie, I can turn around and I can see that. You can't. You could can do that. I mean, if it's, it's like this, I drop this pin on the floor. It's behind me, is it not? I can turn around, I see that pin. And if I want to, I can go pick the pin up. But can I tell you that Jesus told us in the New Testament, He said, He that putteth his hand to the plow and looketh back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So if Jesus is not going to look back, Friend, we ought not look, but can I tell you, if Jesus tells me that I'm not fit to go to heaven, if I'm going to put, put my hand to the plow, but I'm going to look back at what was back there, when God puts the sin behind his back, God's not looking back to find the sin. It's gone. It's done. God is a moving forward God. He's not a going backwards God. We ought to be moving forward Christians. Think about it for a second. Keep going backwards. The devil wants you to go backwards. God wants you to go forwards. How do you get to the straight gate if you go backwards? You don't. You don't. So now they, as far as the east is from the west, we can understand that concept. But now we got to put our faith and our trust in this, that God puts them behind his back. And God does not look back. I love it this morning. Church, you say, Brother Herney, I've read that before. Did you ever grasp it though? I mean, just to think about it for a second there, that what we throw behind us, we can turn around and look at it. And sometimes, you know, we do. It's kind of like going through the house and cleaning up stuff. I, I, I mean, there's the, we, we got a few years ago, we got a couple of dumpsters. We brought them to the house. We tore down our old building. And I mean to tell you, we went through everything in that building. And we threw it in the dumpster that we didn't want. We kept it out that we did want. And I can remember getting up in the dumpster because I can't remember what we threw up in there. And I thought, we better get that out of the dumpster. I don't know why we treasured it. I don't even remember what it was. I'll be honest with you, it's stacked there in the garage somewhere. But I know this, we jumped up in there and we got it. How many times in our lives we throw something in the trash and we go get it? How many times we ask God to take something from us and we go get it? How many times we ask God to forgive us and we go get it? But I'm praising God this morning that God never goes back to the dumpster. Isaiah chapter 44. Don't worry, we'll get out of Isaiah in just a second. Isaiah chapter 44. Now God is talking. Can, can I tell you something, church? God is better than E.F. Hutton. You know the old commercial. When E.F. Hutton talks, everybody listens. Can I tell you that commercial is a lot true? Because it's all about money. 
The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And people love to listen to people talk about money, especially if they want to know how to get more money. And they're always getting it. But when God talks, people don't listen so much. But can I tell you, if we'd listen to closer to God instead of the E.F. Hutton's in the world, we'd be a lot better off. I mean, it, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out this. If we were all striving for the mastery of God, we would not be in the mess that we're in today. And we are because, listen to me, the Bible told us a long time ago, we didn't get this, but God told us this in the Bible. The love of money is the root. Everything's going to go back to the pursuit of the love of money. It's all coming back there. Why? Because men love money and they don't love God. Just think about it, church. I mean, hey, we need money to exist today, do we not? But can I tell you this? And this, this is a sidestep. I'm out, I'm, I'm out here on this limb chasing a rabbit for just a second. But listen to me. You can't raise how much you pay me and me collect less from you. It works the same way spiritually. You can't walk closer to God without getting rid of more junk. Think about it. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 21. Remember these, O Jacob and Isaac, for thou art my servant. Now, now can I tell you something this morning, church? If you're going to claim it, you better walk it. Listen to what he said. I have formed thee, thou art my servant. He said this twice now. First off, remember these, O Jacob in Israel, thou art my servant. I have formed thee, thou art my servant. He's testified, witnessed, verified, and backed it up. O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. I'm glad to say that my Bible tells me something very important before we even get to the next verse there. God has given me a double witness that He loves me, that I'm important. He said it to Israel, and He meant it to me and you as well. He is the light unto the Gentiles as well as unto the Jews. He said, tarry you here in Jerusalem till you be endued on power with on high and you shall be witness to me of Samaria and Judah and Judea. And he says, go there and do that, right? But then after what happens, we find after that they've had their opportunity, here comes Peter and Peter goes to Cornelius. Cornelius is a Gentile and we know that Gentiles don't have no rights when it comes to Jew things but listen to me, I'm glad Jesus didn't look at my body and say, you know what, Ernie? I don't like you. You're five foot ten and, and you're shorter than everybody else. You don't get as tall as Zach is going to get. And I'm glad he didn't look at I'm glad he didn't look at me and say, Brother, you know what, Ernie? Your hair's turning gray. Because I always said I'd rather it turn gray as to turn loose. But he could have said it, I'm going to let your hair turn gray. I'm going to let your hair turn. I don't like you. Instead, he said, Listen, for God so loved the world. He gave His only begotten Son. So when I read this, I look at this, I see myself. God is saying, listen, you're my servant. I created you for me. Now, now here's the deal. God created us in love in order for us to be loved and love Him back. But you can't love God to get rid of your sins. And you'll never know the love of God until you get rid of your sins. It doesn't mean God doesn't love you. It's because of His love you can get rid of your sins. Going on. I have, I like this word, this powerful word, blotted out. Church, can I tell you something? When something's been blotted out, you can't see it no more. You can't read it no more. You ever thought about that? Here's the scary part. In the book of Revelations, Jesus says this. Revelations 3, 5. 
running out of time. I'm having a hurry, but, but he says this. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Why? Because he could have blotted it out, but he didn't blot it out. Instead, what he did is he blotted out my sins. Glory be to God. Think about it, church, this morning. He said, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Hey, he sent Jesus Christ to save that which was lost. Jesus came to save the sinner from the sin. He came to save the sick from the disease. He came to take care of that which was problematic. Church, I'm just telling you this morning, I'm glad that God blotted out my sins like a thick cloud. And by the way, here was a good point. Lynetta made this to me when we see she said, you know what? That cloud goes that way and you can never find it again. You'll never find the same cloud twice. Church, this is good stuff. God blotted out my iniquities. God blotted out my sins, my transgressions. God God blotted out that which would kill me, destroy me, send me to a devil's hell. God blotted it out as a thick cloud, as a cloud. Thy sins return. So he said, as a thick cloud, thy sins return unto me. I have redeemed thee. He is our redemption. The last place you'll find this morning, I like this one. I won't flip there. I'm running out of time. Micah 719. 719. It says this, He will return again. Jesus, God, the Father, He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. Now, now, now stop right there. Let me go ahead and jump down here. Let me jump down. This is in my notes, not or my, my verses, 1 Corinthians 15, 55. You all know this scripture. You don't even have to turn there. But look at what he said. He will subdue our iniquities. And this scripture there says, O grave, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? For the strength of let me, let me I'm, 1 Corinthians 15. I was going to mess it up, but I'm not going to mess it up. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How do I get victory? I get it through Jesus. The same way I've got redemption. The same way I, I, I've got forgiveness of sin. The same way I've been justified. The same way I've been set aside. The same way I've been sanctified. And because of my belief in Him, His righteousness is on me. I can perform the will of God. I can do the things that God would have me to do. And I'm glad to say this morning he said he will subdue our iniquity he did it in Jesus Christ O death where is thy sting O grave where is thy victory it's no longer there because of Jesus and that will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea now if you get down into the depths there is no light. There's nothing there. A thick cloud. It's in outer darkness. It's not to be visible any longer, church. My sins are not visible. I'm so glad my sins. And remember what I said earlier there? You and I, we throw a pin back there. We could see it and we could turn around and go get it. Uh, but God doesn't look behind him. Can I tell you something else? God don't go searching the deeps in order to find the things though there. It's, it's like putting it in another place there. It's like going down to the trap. It's not going to return back unto God. One of these days the Bible says that death and hell will give up all the dead that's in them. The sea will give up all the dead that's in them. And friend, let me just say this. It did not say that all the sins that God cast into the depths of the sea would be risen up to stand there and be seen. It said death and hell. Talking about people, the souls of those who die. He talked about the sea will give up the dead 
dead which is in it. He's talking about the souls, the people that die. He's not talking about the sin he forgives. It's in the depths of the sea. And the, the simple facts of these things is this. God makes promises. Two promises I want to read to you. In the book of Hebrews, the 8th chapter. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In chapter 10, verse 17, he says, And their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Can I tell you, if God said it twice, again, it's like going back into the book of Isaiah, he meant it. Then we have the cries, the mercies, the pleas that we find these things. Psalms 51.1, Have mercy upon me. O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. And I'm so glad again that he said that he would. In verse 22 of chapter 44, I have blotted out. Talking about our transgressions. But the danger is if we don't get our transgressions blotted out, we're in trouble. And I'll tell you something else, church. When you get right, stay right. He that overcometh. Who is he that overcometh? Even he that overcometh the world. Talking about Jesus. Talking about you and I when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus. And the Bible tells you and I to what? Be faithful till the end. But he that endureth until the end, the same shall be saved. Be thou faithful even unto death, the Bible tells us. Why? Because God will blot us out of the book of life unless we have our sins blotted out. Psalms 51, 9, Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. I'm telling you what, folks, David didn't want just a little bit. David wanted absolute. Cleansing power only comes from God. And you and I, when we get cleansed and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, it does the right job. It's not so, God don't go back looking. Then we can jump down to Psalms 49. I'm glad to say this morning... All of these things. And this is the last part of it. Psalms 49 and we'll be in Hosea. I'll just read the verses I've got here. He said, but God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. For he shall receive me. I'm glad. Remember what he said? O grave, where is thy victory? God hath redeemed my soul from the power of the grave of the grave he did it through Jesus again Hosea 13 14 I will ransom them from the power of the grave I will redeem them from death O death I will be thy plagues O grave I will be thy destruction repentance shall be hid from mine eyes now think about this for just a second there it, it is just think about this it, it God is going to plague the grave. God is going to be the destruction of the grave because of you and I putting our repentance in Jesus Christ, remission of our sins, forgiveness of our sins, casting away of our sins, blotting out of our sins, throwing behind our sins from the east, from the west. It's a wonderful thing this morning to think about what God does with our sins because we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. But I'm glad that he's going to redeem my soul from the power of the grave. I'm glad he's going to redeem me from death. And God's going to be the plague of the grave. I, I, I love what the preacher said. I don't remember which one we was listening to. But he said when Jesus comes back, he's putting all mortuaries out of business. You think about that for a second. There ain't going to be no souls of the saints to be buried. Or bodies, I guess. This body's going to go up, be changed into a glorified body. There's not going to be no problems with this body. And, and by the way, 
I, I believe it all happens in the same time span. I don't believe there's a period of time for lost po- folks to get saved after the church has been re- raptured out, caught up. I don't believe that there's going to be a time span when people are going to say, you know what, i just seen that, now I have to believe there's a God. I, I just don't see it, I don't believe it. But nonetheless, let me just say this, for all those who, who die without Christ, whether it's now or later, their bodies will be brought to, to, to again, their bodies will be brought up and they will stand in a different body. It will not be prepared for heaven, but it will be prepared for hell. It will last just as long in hell as the bodies that are prepared for heaven will last in heaven. That's the only two choices we have this morning. There's no in-between. Either get redeemed, get your sins gone, my sins, I'm praising God, my sins are gone. (laughs) Not stored in a lockbox. Would you stand this morning? Heavenly Father, today we love you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you, dear God, for your many blessings. We ask thee, Heavenly Father, lead us, draw us, and hold us tight. Keep us in thine hands. Strengthen us, Lord, for thy will and thy purpose. Dear God, I ask you this morning, help us, Lord, if be need in our lives, Lord, that we'll take care of those things today. God, giving our sins to you, Lord, not to be remembered anymore. But also, Father, help us, Lord, that we not repeat them anymore. God, that they would be done away with. So, Lord, we ask you now, Father, help us as we come to you in prayer. Have your way in our hearts. In Jesus' holy name, and amen. Amen. Would you come and pray this morning?